You don't realize at first what's happening. And I actually thought I was having like vertigo and like I was getting dizzy and having all these symptoms. In fact, I went through a huge battery of tests with, you know, neurologists and I went to, um, for a heart, you know, cardiac doctors and did all these things because all of a sudden I was just feeling not myself. And literally every test, I mean, thankfully, every test came back negative. There was never anything that they could say it was. And then finally, my doctor, one of the doctors said, well, are you depressed? And I'm thinking, I'm the most upbeat, happy person. But I don't know. I don't, maybe there, it is a little bit of depression, then, which I had never felt before. everyone, welcome to episode 2 of V-Love Hub, a podcast about menopause, or what to expect when you can no longer expect. I'm Anne Katari. I'm Sue Delara. And I'm Judy DeMello. In our last episode, we gave you a real bird's eye view of how menopause plays out for different women. And it is very different for each of us. But there was one thing we almost all had in common, just as Karen said at the beginning of this episode. We were so clueless about menopause. Well, we knew the basics, of course, but as far as getting real answers like, uh, should I go on HRT or should I see a menopause specialist? Wait, menopause specialists, they exist? I didn't know that. So on this episode, we're very lucky to have a medical expert in the field of menopause health and wellness who was gracious enough to give us the time and share her expertise. Here's my interview with Dr. Tara Allman, a board-certified gynecologist in New York City and author of Menopause Confidential, which I recently read and loved so much. Please enjoy. Welcome, Dr. Allman. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, when I read the book, I couldn't believe how easy it was to read. It was really informative. It didn't bog me down with big words or big concepts, scare me about the stage that I'm personally going through. And it was funny and entertaining. Your listeners should know that there are 65 million perimenopausal and menopausal women. Let's just uh, identify what that really means. It really means that somewhere usually in our 40s, our ovaries begin winding down their duties. Their job is to make estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. When you're having normal menstrual cycles, that's being done normally. But in our 40s, and as we aim toward our 50s, our ovaries are looking toward retirement. That's actually menopause, when our ovaries have retired from that job. I like to joke we should thank our ovaries for their excellent service, but at some certain point after working for 30 or 40 years on our behalf, it's okay for them to retire. But what it means for us are a lot of changes physically, mentally, emotionally that we are not prepared for because 
nobody tells women and it really, we should really get that talk somewhere at the tender age of 40. We should all know what's on the horizon. So perimenopause is when our cycles begin to change from what they were to what they are now. So that means we can start skipping cycles or maybe they're getting heavier or lighter. It's a change. And concurrent with that comes a lot of symptomatology, hot flashes, night sweats, sleep issues, mood, Really, the list is so very, very, very long. And when we no longer have menstrual cycles for 12 months in a row, that by definition is menopause. And that really means that we are no longer protected by the estrogen that we've been making for all these years. And big ticket issues for us now to be concerned about, in addition to quality of life changing symptoms, in addition is bone health, brain health, and heart health. So, so many uh, women don't realize that they need to pivot from their beloved obstetrician gynecologist who's focused on the younger reproductive aged woman to a gynecologist or healthcare professional who really focuses on midlife women's health. So that's, uh, you don't know about it because you're just entering the club and your beloved obstetrician was busy doing other things and not educating you for the last 15 years. But this is really a field that has exploded, I would say, in the last 20 years and education is really uh, the most important thing. That's the first step that all women have to take. And frankly, all, all the men who love them, let's not leave those people out, right? Because we're all affected. If, if women are not sleeping well and cognitively sharp and they're irritable and cranky and they're not interested in sex and on and on and on, everybody's going to suffer. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, we've interviewed a lot of men just kind of for kicks, just to ask them about the topic of menopause. And the really cool thing is that some of the younger men, their answers were really sweet and thoughtful. So I feel like there is a change that's happening with younger people just being a lot more aware of women, menopause, and men too, also going through different changes. Well, that's interesting. I love that that the, the young men are getting uh, educated and with the program, they're getting woke. Yes, and I want all your listeners to know this is a topic that we can talk about out loud and proud. We don't have to whisper in the corner. It's so very, very important to get correct information. I want to direct your listeners to, in my opinion, the best evidence-based scientific website. It's called menopause.org. That's easy to remember, menopause.org. So when you're up in the middle of the night flashing and sweating and cranky and irritable and, you know, and have insomnia and go right to menopause.org for the best information on this topic, the most up to date. Thank you. Yeah. We've been speaking to some doctors at menopause.org and that's been a great source just throughout this whole time for us to get great information. So thank you for repeating that. And I also decided I'm going to check with menopause.org about any doctors in my area that specialize in menopause. Well, you raise a really good point there, Sue, which is that, as I said, we need to pivot from our obstetrician's office. And how are you going to find that person? Well, you can, as you suggested, go to menopause.org, put in your zip code, put in your town and see who pops up, who's credentialed. But also you can get a list of gynecologist onlys. They only see non-pregnant women 
you can whittle that list down, obviously, to physicians who are, or nurse practitioners or other healthcare professionals who are, you know, geographically desirable. I hate to be sexist about it, but I kind of lean in toward a woman in this particular field. And uh, once you narrow your list, here's another good tip that I want your listeners to know. You can always bet those kinds of doctors, any kind of doctor, through healthgrades.com. Health is for health and grades is for grades. And I find that's where you can really suss out who's naughty and who's nice, who really is focused on menopause and perimenopause. That's another, I think, excellent way to find somebody on your insurance plan. Well, I liked how in your book and even in your tone, it sounds like this is going to be a great period in my life. I have something to look forward to. Maybe you can share some of those reasons with our listeners. Again, women are, we're really expected to do everything, aren't we, Sue? We have to multitask and take care of everyone for most of the our lives. But at some certain point, we're going to really start to need to focus on our own health issues, which we put on the back burner because we've got children and spouses and pets and aging parents and right the entire world on our shoulders. Perimenopause is when we really start to notice we're not feeling well. We're not able to focus and concentrate and do all the jobs we have been so masterfully doing for all these years. It's a great wake-up call to say, all right, if I'm not making the lifestyle choices I know I'm supposed to be making in terms of healthy eating and exercise and excellent sleep habits, if I don't do those things, I will not be able to live the rest of my life in a healthy way. So I have to pivot from focusing on everyone else and finally have permission to focus on myself and put ourselves way high up on that to-do list. And again, it's really in our early 40s is the ideal time to get that education. We should all have a master class, in my opinion. I agree. And then it has to be repeated every year because we'll be forgetful about what was said last time. And there are new issues that pop up this time and new women are joining this club every day. Millions more join this club every day. So all of this information bears repeating often. I agree. And also, you can't always explain something about yourself. Some condition or symptoms that I've had are very different from friends of mine and vice versa. I don't understand some of the things that some of my friends are going through. We're having a lot of those conversations. And yeah, I just, it would be, it, it, some of us are saying like, uh, really? Like, what is going on here? How come I never knew? So I agree. You know, there's a relationship between our own personal journeys through this time and what happened with our mothers. So I always tell women, if your mom is around and she can still remember, you know, ask her if she, you know, what her experience was. But her generation, our mother's generation, our grandmother's generation, we learned a lot from their experience. We learned a lot from what happened to their bodies once their ovaries retired, once they entered menopause. And from that group, we learned what we're really supposed to do. And the number one thing that we're supposed to do, I hope your listeners are taking notes, get your pencils out, mm -hmm. is we start to, we need to prioritize healthy lifestyle choices. And that means, and we all know what that means. We have to eat healthily, 
We have to eat less of everything we know we have to eat less of. We have to eat more fruits and vegetables and everything healthy. We have to exercise. Here's a key point for women. We will start to gain weight in midlife. It's a function of aging, which we can do nothing about, and a function of lifestyle. And the secret sauce here, the choices that we need to make, really have to focus on, if we can, the activity piece. And that turns out to be daunting for busy midlife women. How do you get exercise into your weekly routine and really more importantly, your daily routine? So this becomes a major undertaking for midlife women. And as you say, that nobody you know, gave us the heads up on that this was going to happen and we weren't going to be able to get our pants to fit. And all of a sudden we're redistribu redistributing weight to our midsection. And, you know, we're not happy about it. And again, all the whole conversation leads back to we need a good education on what happens during perimenopause and menopause. Absolutely. And I think one question that everybody's talking about now, do I do hormone replacement therapy? What's going on? What should I do? Do I go holistic? Do I do this? How do you make that decision? It's so hard. I happen to find that decision so easy once you know what what's what. Each woman is an individual. She brings to the table a different set of concerns and health history. And when you partner with a knowledgeable midlife women's health expert, the two of you together can sort out what are your actual choices. And you're raising the topic of hormone therapy. And that's specifically FDA approved for the treatment of hot flashes, vaginal dryness, and the prevention of osteoporosis. But it also helps a whole host of other issues that menopausal women will face. So I have in the book a chapter called Potions, Patches, and Pills. Oh my, that helps women understand what are the risks and what are the benefits and why would you choose this or that? I also have a chapter called I Want to Feel Like a Natural Woman. And that's because so many women don't want to take prescription medication for their symptoms. And I would say the majority would like to try some natural strategies first for whatever their specific symptoms are. You know, I would say 85% of perimenopausal and menopausal women are going to experience symptoms. But as you say, not necessarily the same way. Some of us will have them very severely and some of us will skate right through. There's not a rhyme or reason. And so it's very important to know what are all the strategies. And if you try one and it doesn't work for you after three months, that's usually a time frame I give women. If you want to try a natural strategy and it doesn't work after three months, it's not going to. So now you have to go to the next strategy. So it becomes very important to find somebody who's knowledgeable about all of your choices. Yeah, I've been having a lot of conversations about this with women and trying to figure it out for myself as well. And it, I'm always surprised too, when I speak to older women, my mother included, who's 81, and we just interviewed her, which was 
fun. But anyway, she's taken nothing. And, and a lot of her friends have also, they've never taken anything. And they say, oh, we've got through it. And there's a bigger picture here. Getting through it, I know what you're talking about. I know what your mom is talking about. Can you just persevere? If you just tough it out, those hot flashes at some point will dissipate. Those night sweats will improve. The issue really, the big ticket issue, and by the way, just so all your listeners know, they on average, hot flashes and night sweats will last for, I don't know, seven years is the average. And some for some women, 20 years, those, that's a major quality of life issue because if you're flashing and sweating, you're not going to be, you're going to have to stop doing whatever activities you're doing, including sleeping, because you're going to wake up and that's going to fracture your sleep. And now you're going to be fatigued all day. And then you won't be able to focus and you'll have a foggy brain. And then you're going to be irritable and moody. And then you're not going to be able to make all the lifestyle choices like exercise and healthy eating. So hot flashes and night sweats, those are menopausal symptoms and perimenopausal symptoms. That's a big deal. Really and truly it is. But again, I want your listeners also to know what lies beneath the surface beyond hot flashes and night sweats. And that includes very significantly vaginal dryness, which if you wanted to have a sexual, a, a healthy sex life, you won't be able to if your vagina is all dried up and shriveled up, it's just impossible. And that will happen. That's going to occur to 100% of vaginas once we go through menopause and are no longer making estrogen. There are strategies for that. And again, so important to know what they are and to be cognitive and, and cognizant rather of, you know, your responsibility to your own personal health and wellness. And then the other, even more importantly, or as importantly, heart health the number one killer of women in this country, bone health and osteoporosis, which is a pandemic. And now everyone's so very knowledgeable about the word pandemic, but osteoporosis is a major epidemic and it is preventable. And women need to know what strategies in order to maintain bone health. My chapter on that is called Sticks and Stones Can Break Your Bones. And of course, cognitive health, which is we all want to avoid dementia. And how are we going to do that? And what are the strategies for that? So it's not just about symptoms. And 30 years ago, your mom and all of her friends and the generations of women, you know, really weren't taught anything. So they just managed to, you know, tough it out. But then they all got osteoporosis, heart disease, and dementia. Absolutely. Well, that's another question. Sometimes I think, oh my God, do I have early onset of Alzheimer's? I keep forgetting. So some of us, I'm like, oh no, maybe it's, it's as you call it, menofog. Yes, that's exactly right. It's very, very common. It's absolutely connected to not being able to sleep well and your symptomatology and this and that. But of course, everyone assumes that it must immediately be Alzheimer's disease. There are, there are some really great strategies. I want your listeners to take one home right now. This is an easy one, aerobic exercise. If everyone did at the minimum 30 minutes of something aerobic, as easy as walking, 30 minutes, five days a week, that is your ticket to heart health and what's good for the heart is good for the brain. So if you take anything away from our little chat today, it's to figure out how for 30 minutes, five days a week, at the minimum, you can add brisk walking to your life. I know you're a busy working doctor, and I'm so thrilled that you took the time out to talk to us. So I don't know if you have anything else you might want to add. 
I just want to leave everyone with a positive outlook on this inevitable chapter. It is our final chapter, but it will last many, many years. And if we do what we're supposed to do early on in this journey, the benefits will be enormous well into our little old ladyhood. So don't be afraid. Don't be frustrated. Just get your information, put one foot in front of the other. You will get to the other side. This is a really great time of life, I can assure you. And I want everyone to know that's really true. I'm not just making it up. It really is, in my opinion, the most wonderful time in women's lives. So on that note, I wish all of you health, wealth, and the time to enjoy both. Thank you so much, Dr. Allman. It's been amazing to have you join us and we'll stay in touch. Thank you very much. Good luck, everybody. Bye. That was really interesting. So, Sue, what was your big takeaway from your interview with Dr. Allman? So, what I love particularly about Dr. Allman is her book, Menopause Confidential, is very helpful. It's kind of a guide um, to different topics that women typically go through during perimenopause and menopause. It's very easy to read and it's kind of, it's fun to read and she's kind of funny and it doesn't bog you down with a lot of very heavy medical information. It is a very helpful tool when you're learning about menopause or perimenopause and you have various symptoms and you wonder, wait, does this have to do with menopause or is it a medical question? I mean, for example, I think all of us have been in a situation where we're like, okay, I can't remember. Oh gosh, am I, is this brain fog as she calls it, menofog? Um, or is this early onset of Alzheimer's? I mean, so many times at work, I would struggle with a word or something I knew which should be at just naturally there. And I was reaching and thinking, okay, I'm losing it. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind and my brain is going. And she helps kind of give you guidance on knowing you're not crazy. <laughs> you're going through something that's very natural. Estrogen is not going to your brain. It affects you. Okay, so my big takeaway from listening to your interview with her is that we really need to see a menopause specialist because we are not doing ourselves a service when we reach a certain age if we continue to keep going to the same old OBGYN or a regular GP. I mean, the truth is, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a menopause specialist. I thought we do keep going to see our regular doctor until the end of our time because surely she or he would have all the answers for us in every stage of our lives. But clearly that's not the case. And certainly as far as OBGYNs go, they are mostly focused on the childbearing years, not on the post-reproductive ones. And so I do think if you're just starting to go through perimenopause or maybe you're already in menopause, I'd say listen to Dr. Allman and switch over and find a menopause specialist because we do need expert advice during this period, just as we did through the previous stages in our lives. But of course, I went to a menopause specialist 
And I'm not happy with that menopause specialist because I don't think she gave me enough information about HRT. I don't think that she did any tests out of just asking me a few symptoms. She did encourage me, of course, to go get my bone density um, test, which I had, I had one a few years ago, of course, to go get another mammogram. She said, because I've already hit menopause, the risks are very high and that estrogen would really only help me for night sweats and hot flashes, which I never had hot flashes, but I'm over my night sweats. So I was very confused. Well, the thing is, if you don't know better, I mean, we're now well informed compared to, let's say, um, three months ago because um, we started this podcast. But if I had gone to her, I would have trusted what she said and would have just rolled with that. But because now that we're well informed, I think we need to make sure that the women also self-educate, read a couple of books and find the information themselves. You absolutely have to educate yourselves. And I think a second visit to this specialist would be helpful. Trying to gather my thoughts and have more questions, maybe go back to her. Well, somebody who can definitely help us become more educated as we go through this transition will be on our next episode because we're going back to the beginning, to perimenopause. And to help us understand this rather emotional time that, frankly, few of us sail through is Dr. Shahzadi Harper from London, England. And Dr. Harper is known as a leading perimenopause expert and the author of her recently published book, The Perimenopause Solution. She is wonderful. So we'll see you then. Love Hub is written and produced by Judy DeMello, Anne Katari, and Sue DeLara. Music by A Cloudy Sky. Post-production assistant, Max Podcasting. Please subscribe to our show wherever you download your pods. And for more information, please visit our website, vlovehub.com. That's V-L-U-V-H-U-B dot com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. See you next week.